right. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to a very special episode of Gig Tales. <laughs> Why is it so special, Terry? We are today we're gonna put the tails in Gig Tales. <laughs> T-A-I-L-S. We have two new tails joining us today very in the recording long, room. Very obtrusive tails. One just knocked my <laughs> my laptop battery out. <laughs> So Terry, why don't you introduce these t- these two so, special guests we have because they're inevitably going to appear in this recording somewhere. Like, so you might not be able to hear them right now, but they are ever present <laughs> in that they are climbing all over Tom trying yes. to get attention because they've had a man missing in their life. They, for the they past. I have to say when Tom came in, our assistant engineer, mm. assistant only to Tank, <laughs> to tank yes. uh, Franklin, he's my older dog. I have not heard him cry like that when he Aww. met a person. That was the first time I've heard him cry like that when he met a person. Yeah. And I think it's because his dad's been gone. Yeah. 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 He's he's on a, a business trip. Yes. <laughs> he feels yes. abandoned. Yes. By the way, yeah, they're dogs. That's oh, what did about. we say yeah. that? No. <laughs> I thought when I said they put the tail in gig tails. Yeah, well, you could have iguanas. You could, I don't know. I mean, I think you've talked about your dogs on this podcast before. I think I have. Yeah, yeah they're precious. They're big boys, but they, they are. are. They're precious and they're really, really good. Yeah. And they're definitely going to appear somewhere here. So maybe they have a tale to tell. <laughs> We'll see. I think we will definitely get a performance from them. <laughs> yes. I feel like For Franklin's sure. about to... Franklin. <laughs> He's hanging out in the window. He's on full protect mode. Yeah. Um. So I yeah. I have a corrections corner. Okay. Oh, can I say corrections corner? I shouldn't. It's Correction. Corrections Crockpot. <laughs> By the way, this is Gig Tales Podcast. Oh, shit. And we talk about crazy things that happen at all different kinds of gigs, like... Musical performances, theater, dance recitals. Any kind I of, want more dance recitals. Yeah, we I do, do. We need we need you. Dancers I have yeah, dancers unite. Send us your <laughs> your tales. Um but yeah, all the crazy things that happen on stage, off stage, backstage, from the perspective of the performer or the audience member, member. Yeah. A producer, yeah. a manager. Bob Saget. Bo- if you're Bob Saget, yeah. if you're Bob Seeger. <laughs> true. A lot of Bob S's have appeared on our. A podcast. lot of Bob S's. It's yeah. Kind of a theme. A lot so of teeth, a lot of fake teeth, mm-hmm. a lot of replacement teeth. Mm-hmm. Did you know, have we discussed this yet? There is a band. It's a band made of all dentists, and they're oh. called Teeth. It's a dental themed <laughs> band. Have we discussed it? Ah. Sean looked it up and he oh. found it. Oh, is that your uh, your recommendation for the week? It's gonna be. I haven't listened to them, and he was like, "Do you know there's a band? They're called Teeth, wow. and um, their motto is four out of five dentists approve." Stop it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is. Oh, of course it is. I mean. I can't tell if I want to like facepalm or from like want to slow clap at them. I think both. I mean, are they all dentists? I don't know what their deal is. Ugh, probably. Yeah. Have to, we'll have to do some more research on that. Do some more research. <laughs> yes. There's one of our co-hosts right now. <laughs> yes. So we are recording in at Terry's place uh, this time around. So yeah, for episode 16 coming at you. Holy heck. Is it 16 already? Yes. 16. Sweet 16. <sighs> yeah. All of our one listener. I know. They must really, you're really hanging in there with us if you made it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Glad we could bring this to you. (laughs) So Terry, what's your, what's going in the corrections crock pot? My corrections crock pot is a couple episodes ago, I said when I went to see Bob Seger, I called 
turn the page, I said on the road again. And that's just not the name of the song. <laughs> and the second I heard it, I was like, what the fuck? But it's called turn the page. Gotcha. And I just want to be clear in yeah. case anyone's going to be that person. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm aware. It's of like the you're name not the even song. a fan. Yeah. You didn't even know. Oh, you like Bob Seger? Yeah. Name we, every single one of his songs correctly. We should do a thing about this is maybe as I'm saying we should do a thing I'm like no we shouldn't now I really want we could do, do a whole segment of like songs that aren't named the thing that you think they're named <gasps> yes I right. absolutely we'll, want to do okay. that we'll do that in an upcoming episode you guys if you have any send them to us yeah. um, at gigtails podcast on all the social media gigtails podcast at gmail.com you can send us your stories you can send us uh yeah tweet at us insta story tag us whatever you know the, the kids one? are doing <laughs> to tag our facebook uh, yeah. we're aunts we have to move to minnesota now <laughs> we're so sorry uh, doesn't yeah. matter how old you are once you're an aunt you no. gotta go to minnesota we, <laughs> we're kind of cool hey we're so cool are we, we cool aunts? we are well i think so i feel like i am yeah i never have I gum know. though Oh, I always do. Sean does. Does that, is that what makes a cool aunt or uncle? You have to have gum. Okay. And you have to have like a pool or something like that. Oh, I don't have that. Well, it doesn't have to be, that's just one example. I have a snow cone machine. Oh, fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you're a cool aunt. Jesus. My nephews, every time they come to my house, are like, can we, do you think? My nephew is scared of my dogs. Oh. And one time he cried so hard that my sister had to take him outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah you're a cool aunt so too i'm a cool aunt yeah i guess cool a cool a coolant a coolant <laughs> i'm a coolant a coolant at best oh my god um we're really cool i think because now we kind of have merch kind of do we have merch we kind of do i'm gonna count it <laughs> we're not selling it though are we? <laughs> i mean i am oh okay <laughs> In exchange for money, I'll yeah. I will sell them in exchange for attention. Yeah, in exchange for like a hug or a listen. I don't do hugs or a, a high five, uh, a thrown like high, high five. five, a thrown high five. Yeah, a thrown oh, high the kind five. of high five where you don't have to touch anyone. Right from a, yes, I'm telling you, yes. You can't see yeah. me right now, but I'm doing the like a okay yeah. thing yeah. where I'm like I approve <laughs> of this. Uh, <laughs> I feel like so I I feel like I have to. Uh, I, I feel like I can't have Terry be promoting the merch because it's kind of like dual branded. So we, we now have koozies, you guys. And I think it's the first in a line of like cool things that we'll have available for you. But I dual double branded it, dual branded it with my music, um, kind of my logo, my whatever you want to call me. Yeah, your logo. I'm a perform woman. Yeah. <laughs> so my music logo on one side and then the Gig Tales podcast logo on the other. And I was really, I was inspired because like I mentioned at a recent Cat Pack gig, Craig um, was promoting Gig Tales. And I was like, That's oh, awesome. I, ne- I would have never thought to do that. One, because I suck at promoting. But two, because I don't know, it's just like at a, at a gig. But it was kind of funny um, promoting it to the crowd. Like, hey, you can wind up on this also, podcast. Also, you have already admitted that you are so bad at the in-between talking <laughs> portion. Yeah. Like, how can you even remember to throw in a podcast in yeah. introducing your drummer? Yeah. And also yeah. on the podcast. And yeah. also I'm a cool aunt. <laughs> and also, I, I have a yeah. snow cone maker. I'm lucky if I remember to say my name, like, at a gig. So, yeah. But, but I You figured. just pause in between songs and you're like, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> 
really awkward. This next song is called On the Road Again. (laughs) 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 By Bob Saget. (laughs) So many things. Uh, So yeah, there's that. There's there's, there's merch. There's another important update that we need to share with the world. Yes. Rage Against the Machines (laughs) just announced their reunion tour. Yes. There, I mean, there is no way that your story, Terry, had nothing to do with yeah, this it, resurgence. 100% was them listening and saying, yeah. oh, we have a following again. Yeah. yeah. People are still interested in us. Yes. From this we smash hit podcast, we are, we have to give the people what they want. Yeah. The big question is, will they go to Utah? I think they're doing Coachella, right? Like, that's the big so. thing. Yeah. And then I saw, I mean, I, I didn't even really read a full article, so I can't claim to know all the details here. I, kinda I looked, just read the headline yeah. and make an assumption. <laughs> exactly. But some of them looked like they said that they're doing Coachella and then a tour. And then My, some looked like it was just for Coachella, like one time only. Uh, I definitely read an article that said that they were going to do um and it didn't say Coachella specifically, though, oh. when I was reading it, said a festival. Okay. And then they were going to do okay. a tour. But maybe it's a smaller tour. Uh, who knows? It could be the start of a new chapter. Oh, man. Are, wait a minute. Is Rage Against the Machine doing a nostalgia tour? Are we there? Oh. I Ooh. mean, we are old, you know? Oh, so. boy. That one hurts. It's it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the how Friends is on Nick at Night now. <laughs> it's like. I can accept that more than Rage doing really? a doing I mean, a even oldies tour. oldies stations now are like yeah playing yeah. the music of the eighties. Yeah. Oh my god, like, I was listening to WROR this morning, which is um, <laughs> classic rock. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by our guest right now, climbing all over our um, our producer. Here. He is so yeah. into you. Um, <laughs> And they, their new tagline is like playing all the best hits from the 80s. Oh, man. And when I think of classic rock, I think of the 70s specifically. Yeah, classic rock. I mean, even 60s, I, I would say. 60s and yeah, 70s. Yeah, late 60s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, 80s is not, I don't even, well, I guess there was some rock in the 80s. But. I mean, there was, but I just don't think of that as the heyday no. of no classic rock no no definitely not. i mean i can get down with some toto and <laughs> but it's not rock like well, i mean it is but it's not uh, that i don't know well we all know I how know. i feel about classic what is, classic rock and what are genres even anymore what, do you, what is a genre genre yes, genre. yes. <laughs> we could go down that road i put the genre in genre I- <laughs> a wyclef genre <laughs> be here all week people (laughs) i will i live here oh man um i so i had a funny uh good kind of it's uh, a good funny not a bad funny (laughs) you know the kind of funny that's bad (laughs) oh man if only like we thought about what we were gonna say on this podcast before we got to the point i think so much about the story that i'm gonna tell (laughs) that this part i'm like uh also i saw a dog once (laughs) it was brown <laughs> i think about none of this until the microphones turn on it's like oh boy yeah you're making me feel ultra prepared uh, it's you are you're great um right. i add random notes to my phone notes throughout the week of things that i want to talk about and then sometimes i see them and i don't remember what they actually were but <laughs> this one i remember <laughs> what's shoe man <laughs> exactly that i will never forget 
Yet. Oh no. God, that's my favorite. No, but I was in um, New York City uh, last week, and um, I went on. It was for like a this this big conference thing during the day, and there was an evening event, and it was on. It was called the Ride, so you can look this up, the Ride New York City. So you get on a bus, and this is like a thing, like an organized thing with the whole group. Everybody went to this. This is like their big evening event thing. Last year, the, the same conference was in Nashville and everybody went to the Grand Ole Opry and saw a show. So this year it was like, OK, New York City's the ride It's going to be like this big thing. And it, it was cool, but it was just so interesting. And I thought about this like it's it is essentially a gig for the people that are running it. So what it is, it's, it's sure. a bus. Mm-hmm. It's like a big tour bus basically that's outfitted with three rows of seats facing sideways out the side of the bus okay which is all glass almost like a trolley like a glass encased trolley yes yeah i guess okay. yeah but everybody's sure. facing like one side okay so like one side of the bus is all glass the other sure. side is like the back sure and then there are three rows of like stadium style seating sure and there are two hosts and they're like they have microphones and there's you know a sound system in there and everything and they were great. They were really funny. They <clears throat> kind of give you, so the bus drives around New York City, and they give you, like, a little bit of a tour, of, a little oh, bit of okay. talk about okay. the, the sites, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did it, like, in a funny way. You yeah. Know, that was, you gotta. Yeah. So, you gotta but, bring humor into everything. <laughs> you What's do. the point otherwise? Right. But then you drive like as you're driving they would stop at random places like not random to them but <laughs> random to us as the, obviously what I'm about to say makes it not random but they have like street performers that are part of this that are linked into so they have like wireless microphones mm-hmm. and they're linked into the bus's system okay so you like the first one we are driving and we kind of we stop and we pull over a little bit and there's a guy who's in dressed in scrubs and mm-hmm. he's carrying like a little like lunch bag cooler thing and everyone's like okay and the ride people are like oh hey like let's wait let's wave to the people of new york city and you just think it's like a doctor or somebody <laughs> like walking and he turns around and the cooler says like human body part or like transportation or something and they're like motioning to him like open it open it and the guy like opens it takes like a jar with like a fake like a heart in it and starts like full out like break dancing in the street like in a in, in dressed as a doctor with a jar like a a heart jar <laughs> in his hands and like so it's like a performance that's like you know <laughs> why right? why why so i think i don't know if that was like because it was halloween week so i don't know if like oh, okay. that particular okay. one was like supposed halloween to be a little themed. horror-y maybe but yeah. i mean it could just be like otherwise it's, it's like weird. look at this man transporting human body yeah, parts yeah. now dance for us <laughs> yeah, yes but it's so bizarre but like i think the weirder thing for most people i mean i'm like a salty new englander so i get Hell, it yeah but a lot of these people that were on this ride the ride were from all over the place and they the biggest thing i think was that how little new yorkers cared like they yeah. they give no shits they you are walking by bullshit yes, all the time constantly and they're like more annoyed that they have to walk around the guy breakdancing with the jar of hearts yeah the- they're like oh great another fucking <laughs> another thing hand. trying yeah. to be a thing yeah another performance art yes <laughs> they just don't like someone care. goes to buy a hot dog on the streets mm-hmm. of new york and the man's like sure and he hands them like an empty bun that yeah. says it's like a rapper that just says dreams and you're like oh great a fucking performance <laughs> artist trying to make some kind of point i just yeah. want a damn hot dog yeah. like they're over it <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. They're so over everything. Yeah. It was, people were just like, look at the people. They don't care. And like, and, and you're kind of a spectacle too. So it was yeah. like, I was thinking about it in the context of this podcast. Like it's kind of, you're, you're on display as a, as like an attendee or a participant. You're <gasps> kind of like part of a show oh my for the god people. your performance art right when you're on the you become performance bus. art because then like people on the streets new yorkers don't give a shit but like tourists that are on the streets are like oh my god what's that bus it's like all these people are just driving by me and it's like weird and they do different they had like a freestyle rapper that was like walking up the street just like freestyling like rapping about like the people he was seeing and like at the people he was seeing and nobody cared and then they had like ballet dancers in Columbus Circle. Like oh. there was some cool stuff, but like it was just like, okay, so we're kind of part of this. And then the hosts, it's definitely like a gig for them because they're like yeah. hosting and they're doing some like improv comedy stuff. And they were really great. And they would they'd like sing a little bit and then they tell the stories like it was cool. And then the street performers are also mm. like part of the perform- okay. performance. Okay. Yeah, it was really gigalicious <laughs> it was just everyone was performing yeah. everywhere and i overloaded and short-circuited it was a lot one time i was on a we went on like an old like ship cruise like it was a his some kind of historical a submarine ship. cruise yeah no i took my friends on a submarine cruise <laughs> it was a yellow s- submarine um we all live there yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid song I know. um you know what we're gonna save that for another day we will. We will. We'll <laughs> but get there. it was some like old historic ship some historic boston ship i don't remember what it was i'm gonna have to ask one of my friends who was on it we went yeah. on it for a girlfriend's bachelorette party and it oh. was an old old ship okay. old, an old old, old wooden iron ship. sides or something um i forget but like they'd take you around on it and it was really old and cool and we started talking to the guys who were like driving it and steer and like manning it and doing like the I don't know what ship terminology is but you know keeping it afloat you know what I'm talking about listen I don't want to get technical with nautical terms on you here right, this is a nautical cast but these bad bitches who are keeping this bad dinghy afloat yeah they you know they were roping and yes. pulling and stuff yeah. as we say in the navy yeah um <laughs> someone asked a question we were like what is that you know we saw some just thing on the shore somewhere and he yeah. was like oh it's this and then he gave a background on it and that okay. was not their job oh okay and we were and then my friends we were all like oh cool and we were like oh and what about that and the this other guy comes over and goes, oh, wait, yeah, I know this one. Hold on. Uh, that is actually, you know, it was some, I can't remember if it was another ship or like a building. Yeah. And then they got really excited. Yeah. And they s- started, like, they'd come over, different people would come over and be like, oh, I have one. You know, that one. They were totally playing you guys. They just saw how excited you got after the first one. Oh, they yeah. making shit up, right? That's fine. Yeah. But like once they, <laughs> I think like once we engaged them yeah. i don't think people engaged them very often yeah, yeah. they were like oh i know some stuff yeah. and they started like telling stories about cool. like boats and buildings and everything yeah. And, yeah we got the they loved it i think there's a whole like tour guide gig uh area we have not gone into yet mm. i mean is it, it's it's technically it's a gig we right? should we should in a way yeah i don't yeah i don't go is on it? many tours I'm i know not a, i don't a guided tour. Let's we'll think on that one. I'm not let's a guided tour a, kind let's of see person. If there's a uh, <laughs> like a market for that, or yeah, if there's a whole 
world of this that we can get into. Mm. I don't know. But yeah. All kinds of gigs everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're doing one right now. We are. <laughs> we are. We are. Oh, Ashley has a new friend. Hi. <laughs> My older dog, Franklin, is a fucking obsessed with Tom. Yeah. It is... He's something misses his daddy. See. He does yeah. miss his he misses his dad. He needs his alpha. Mm-hmm. He, he is a sexist piece of shit. <laughs> he won't accept me as his superior. He's like he Come loves on. you. He does. He does. He Sean does. is the alpha though. He really yeah. like yeah. That's okay. Well, That's I'm good. I'm the mom. I like enable them and give them treats yeah. and snuggle them. And Sean like lays the hammer down. Oh. Yeah, when they like it. Apparently. Sure. Man, um, let's see. Oh, I had a couple, just a, a, an interesting update that, you know, that gig at the assisted living that yes. Matt, Matt and I did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, adorable. But we still haven't gotten paid. <gasps> yeah, isn't that ridiculous? Oh, no. I know. So, I, like, this is a whole area. I know I've mentioned it a couple times, but I feel like I've been seeing a lot of this lately. And I don't know, it's like, you know, it's something like Carl Jung's synchronicity concept where like oh bader meinhof when, when you're like paying attention to something it's yeah you see it it's right? called bader meinhof mm-hmm. syndrome mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i i don't know if it's that but i feel like this past like summer especially like kind of which is kind of a prime gigging season here in new england right because things kind of slow down in the we winter we got leaf peeping season <laughs> and gigging season we got gigging season folks um i feel like it's been rampant and i don't know like Again, yeah, it might just be me, but I've been seeing a lot of like even uh, musician, fellow musicians posting about just not getting paid for gigs hmm. and stuff. So we've had that one and Matt Matt booked that one kind of on our behalf and he has worked with them before. So he's been sending reminders and asking for updates. Oh, and it's just no. like he's getting ghosted and then they'll respond and then they're like, oh, well, we'll resubmit the invoice. And yeah. it's just bizarre to me. Like, I think you know you've brought it up a couple times like if it was any other situation like at a coffee shop or if you worked mm-hmm. in an office like would this be would it be okay like I don't Oy vey. I mean I'm gonna go so I'm gonna lean a little because we're talking about yeah. an assisted living place and you know how I feel about that <laughs> yes, yes and you know those people are so fucking overworked and underpaid yes. oh totally it's probably just not something they're used to so I'm gonna say in this one particular instance yeah I'm sure they're just like well who handles the payments for yeah performers they do well, it. I guess I, it's Janice I, well actually it's Janet well actually yeah. it's Jana well yeah. you know like yeah. I'm sure there's is something Jana is it Jana <laughs> I think they do have entertainment regularly. Sure. So, I, well, I, I mean, I do understand that. Like, they, it's something they do. Like, they, they at least every Friday they do like a happy hour thing with performers and stuff. Yeah. So they, they do a lot of it, but it's not even. So we had one. I think it was last ye- a year ago, just about a year ago, where we booked this place through. It was in Boston. We booked it through a booking agent who's like booking agents are an interesting group of people but this particular agent yeah yeah like like bob s um this particular agent's probably like the most organized of the ones that i Mm. deal with and they send an email with all of the details and everything to you and to the venue like the the person from the venue so everybody's copying in you know like load in time you know gig Mm -hmm. time you know payment you know who the payment's coming from oh, nice. and like we get a lot that's that's a hell of a lot more than normally from mm-hmm. most agents but we show up at this place and first of all they didn't know that they were having music that day 
So the staff is like surprised and they're like, oh, we didn't know that there was a band booked. Oh my and like, okay. God. Um, well, we booked it and I said, you know, we have the email, we booked it through this person, whatever. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, okay. Well, he's, um, he's at a wedding. He's away at a wedding this weekend. Um, and yeah, so he's not here and, but like, it's fine. You guys can play like, well, you know, we'll move stuff around. You can play. So we start setting up and one of like the, really the only thing you need from a venue is a space and a power outlet. Sure. Right? So they give it, we're like, is there like power somewhere? We're kind of like looking at the wall, trying to find the power outlet, which music, gigging musicians out there, you guys, why is it that the power outlet is never like, there's never one in the corner or on the wall that you set up on. You can look at any other wall in the place and they'll have like 14 outlets. <laughs> there's an there's, excess of power outlets there's literally over there. Nothing. Yes. Or there'll be the one that doesn't work. But so we're like, hey, you know, where can we get power? They point to like a dangling, like hanging power outlet at the end of a cable, like hanging from the wall. We're like, oh, all right. So we, you know, we set up and we plug stuff in and we are getting power. So we're like, all right, because, you, you know, you can tell from your power strips and we have a, a like power conditioner thing that everything goes through and whatever. So we're getting power and we set up and then we go to turn everything on to sound check. And because they didn't know that we were playing and they weren't ready for us, like we it took a while to get to get the space ready for us to set up. So we're kind of rushing now. We didn't have like the normal yeah, amount of time. Right. So we plug in and we're about to sound check and we, we start playing a song and we start getting this crazy, like Feedback. loud, like, it wasn't even, it was like a hum. It was mm-hmm. like worse almost. It wasn't the high pitch, but it was a crazy hum. That was me humming along so- <laughs> from the distance. I was like, <laughs> we- <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. I don't Here. know why it was like the mighty mouse Here. theme song, but that's I what I chose. <laughs> um, so we had to like, we literally had to stop playing and like, and figure it out. And we're trying to like rerun and like some speakers weren't working and somewhere it was like a nightmare. And wait, I'm sorry. Where was this in Boston? Okay. A place in Boston. Yeah. Right. Bar in Boston. Um, so we eventually, I, I think we had to like only like unplug some of our stuff. I don't know if it was just too much power, like what was happening, but we like got it to a place where we could play. I think we like had to kill a couple of our speakers, monitors and just make it work. So we play the gig and of course the end of the night comes and you have to like search down the person that's going to pay you. And yeah. this guy is not there. And apparently he didn't leave a check or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, like <laughs> I have an email saying that he's going to pay us on this day, like oh, at the gig, whatever this God. much. And they can't find whatever. So they're like, okay, he'll like, he'll have to mail it to you or whatever. We'll figure it out. So, I mean, essentially it was like, it was literally months of back and forth with mm-hmm. the booking agent and the, they, they were the ones who had the relationship with the venue. Right. right. So yeah, right, right, right. But here's my, like, here's where I, my belief in this is that the booking agent, I, I feel like this is the booking agent's responsibility. Yes, it is. Yep. And I feel, I also feel like they should pay me on that yes. day like if they're if they arranged a payment and they weren't able to pay yeah they should pay because i as like the leader of my band pay my band members yes so i pay i don't make them wait so i pay out of my money to front them the money and I, i'm waiting um i worked for a booking agency for years yeah, yeah. yeah. and um 
I would say that there was somewhat of a, and it, it was on like a scale of which someone would like go on a tour. So we wouldn't pay them immediately when they did a show. It was more yeah. like we'd do a settlement after a tour. Yeah. And if there was like a delay in a payment, we might delay the settlement a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if someone hadn't paid us, yeah. Um, I mean, we still had to pay them. Yeah, <laughs> we have a dog trying to turn the. We knobs, have someone trying trying to take Tank's job. I think is what's actually happening. Um, um, yeah, we so that responsibility that. was on us. Yeah. yeah, if someone. Yeah, I would also say it was on a scale where things were a little different. There were like kind of bigger contracts involved, and they'd sure. have to pay fifty percent right, right. up front. Which I know it's different when you're doing kind of more one-off things. Totally. But like, um, yeah, at the end of the thing, if a certain amount of time had gone past and they were like, we need to get our settlement and someone didn't pay. Yeah. That was our. Yeah. Yeah. And I did have someone once who didn't pay Mm -hmm. and I felt like fucking garbage. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you have, but you have to like, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't understand that. I think it's crazy. And then also the responsibility. And I feel like a lot of my kind of, musician friends and colleagues kind of in my circle are it's the same thing it falls on us to hound the booking agent or and then it's the well at what point do I bypass you and go to the venue you shouldn't have to hound the booking agents and you shouldn't have to go to the venue I mean I I would say that it is my firm belief Mm -hmm. that Ugh. I mean, I, I understand why ugh. <laughs> ugh. I understand why you're hounding the booking agent yeah. and I don't think it's wrong that you're doing that. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. No, I mean, right. There right. should just be a period of time where they say, mm-hmm. all right, I haven't heard back from them, but like, here's your money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I mean, that's essentially what you're paying them. for. Yeah. 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 yeah I had one like <laughs> this summer, too, that the same thing happened. It was Matt and I. We played a gig in the the agent was like her excuse was that like the place was a corporate was run by like a corporate it was a, like a chain and yeah they had to go through corporate and blah blah, blah. and i'm like i'm kind of like well that's like your problem yeah and then she had she said she got the check and that her cleaning lady ab- accidentally threw it away <laughs> was like ridiculous Two. and the whole time like I want to be like this isn't your problem though like this yeah, is not it is that's what like, you're yeah so like I'll give you an example because I work in finance yeah. now in yeah. a totally different field right and it does like to and I'll also say that I work for a municipality so mm-hmm. to cut a check takes time yes it is sure. not a quick thing sure. however yeah if you have like a middleman mm-hmm. you know perfect example is a booking agent someone yep. saying I'm gonna book this gig for you yeah they're your middleman and yeah. that's what you're paying them for is collecting payment yeah. and yeah. if they don't collect that payment mm-hmm. for whatever reason then they need to pay you and mm-hmm. then just take the time to follow up and right. follow through with that yeah yeah vendor essentially yeah. Yeah. and yeah and there'll be a delay and like a little bit of AR that's accounts receivable my friends <laughs> little uh industry lingo for you if you're interested in the wild world of municipal finance um and yeah they'll just have to yeah you know, handle their own books it's part of like running a business yeah, if you don't have yes. the money to front mm-hmm. some of that sometimes yeah. like that's also a problem in, in your business yeah, model that's what you're paying but for. i will say like it also where i have a hard time and i haven't actually had to like or been able to come down on a booking agent or really 
push this further than just like I said like hounding them until I get my money is because I'm also at fault for not having a contract Mm. so they a lot of the booking agents will have contracts but I don't put my own typically if I do a private event I normally have a contract Mm -hmm. or if it's like above a certain amount of money where I want to make sure it's managed well I will but if it's just the general like bar gig I don't and I think I think many of us don't that are in that scene and then I think it ends up hurting us and I don't you know my feeling is like I want to have a contract and I want to put some of my stipulations in there like you know paid you know payment terms and like when you're gonna get paid or you know whatever happens yeah. after plus like um reasonable space to set up plus <laughs> working power so, outlets blah 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 but if I do that and none of my like co- you know colleagues in that area are doing that then that almost makes me harder to work with you know so, but if somebody has oh, to boy. like right so this it's a weird industry and it I is. just feel like it's so far behind a lot of other freelance type industries it's sure weird. but let's even well let's get into that the whole contract yeah. thing because like I'll give you an example of um so let's say you do get a contract and in the con and you know you like do you you probably deliver a rider at least it depends on depending the, depends on the gig usually like mostly usually, it says power outlet yeah, yeah <laughs> yes exactly right? um yeah well, let's say you did get a contract. Here's mm-hmm. what I need and blah, 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 whatever, and payment and bing, bang, bong. Mm-hmm. Well, say that you put your rider stipulations in there and, you know, something else and you show up and that stuff isn't there or something's not 100%. Yeah. Are you not going to perform? Like, right, and then to, let's yeah. say, you know, you put terms in there and someone doesn't follow them. Like, yeah. then the whole follow-up of getting someone to enforce a contract Mm. and like and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that but I'm saying a contract I think is a piece of paper that makes us feel better and for the most part will make someone do the right thing if they're like oh this is easier than like having to go through like legal trouble or whatever but also if you do feel like hey this contract was broken Mm -hmm. and you need to follow through on it um, I mean, enforcing the contract itself is a whole, whole other thing. fucking set of work. Right. And I'll give you an example of when I worked at this booking agency. Um, we had an instance where so we sent out contracts and we sent out riders with the contract. So mm-hmm. everyone had a standard rider. So now we had one artist go on tour. Yeah. And we booked the whole tour, sent out contracts, got most deposits in. It went pretty well. And I will also add that the work I did was overseas. Mm-hmm. So we did booking overseas. Okay. Talk about yeah. enforcing a contract. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get, I'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so halfway through, so let's say we booked the tour in March yeah. and it was happening in July mm-hmm. and approximately, I'm going to say May. Yeah this artist changed his rider and I believe the majority of the rider changes had to do with the percussion. Okay. So we, I had to go because that was my job Mm -hmm. and deliver, distribute the new rider to every single, um, promoter. It was pretty, pretty much promoters that I was (laughs) every Bob S every Bob S that I, Bob Saget's all mm-hmm. over the world. Everywhere. Le Bob Saget. <laughs> Le Bob Saget. El Bob Sagetto. <laughs> Bob Sagetine. Okay. D Bob Saget. Um, sorry. You sorry, didn't Earth. <laughs> you already pissed off the Australians. Why not keep oh God, it going? They were, so, they were like, yeah, we're not going to say anything. 
Um, so sent it to all them. Yeah. And it was, like I said, pretty much promoters that I was dealing with. Yeah. Not really any like, I don't know. Who do you? Not the venue. Not the venue. Like, You're really right. not. There are some yeah. instances where the promoter is tied to the venue, but sure. that's not, um, not always the case. So mm-hmm. we distributed all. And these are people we work with frequently. We're yeah. in touch with constantly. And they all accept, okay, great, cool, got it. Yeah. So come, July, let's say it's July 11th, mm-hmm. and this artist gets to one of the performances, mm-hmm. and he gets there, and he shows up, and like I said, it it had mostly to do with the percussion, and I yep. think that was the most obvious thing, yeah. and he gets there, and he looks at the setup, and he said, this is not in our rider. Mm-hmm. This is not in accordance with our rider. Okay. We changed it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a little complaint here about why I hated that job, and part <laughs> of why I left that job. Eh, I don't care. That was a long time ago. Yeah. A lot of good people there, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. So his manager calls and he says, we just got to this venue and his rider is wrong. And mm-hmm. the way he knew was by seeing the yeah. percussion set up. Sure. He said, this was the old one. Yep. And he's like, did you, s- we gave updated specs yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And he's screaming it at us. And we spent the rest of that day fighting over whether or not we sent the rider. And yeah. I said, we sent them all out. I mm-hmm. sent them all out on this day. I had to pull back and I spent hours digging up emails and sending yeah. them out and saying, yes, we did this. We did our due diligence and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he was fighting us and saying, no, you didn't. We were saying, yes, we did. Yeah. Not once during that eight hour debacle <laughs> did a person say, all right, how are we going to fix this? Like, yeah. let's get the, <laughs> yeah. not once Solutions. D- yeah. did anyone attempt to solve the problem. Just it was an argument of, yeah, it yeah. was a, Bitch who did it? Yeah. yeah. It was a blame fast. Yeah. And I just, it, what a fucking waste of everyone's yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he got there and even though everything was in place and whatever, so he ended up doing the performance. Um, he, he went through with the show, but he was really unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his payments. There were no issues with payments. And then, so it came down to thing of like, so what, like, what's our, what do we do now? Yeah. Like it's done. The show was over. Mm-hmm. I finally proved that like I sent it and mm-hmm. you know, there was, I will also add that after that there was no, when he kept accusing me of not sending it and I was yeah. like, yes I did. And I was recent. I spent mm-hmm. hours digging through emails. Mm-hmm. I never once got a, Oh, I'm sorry. You were yeah, right. It was no, of course. well. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was silence after that. Mm-hmm. But then what? Like I know we did all the right things. We yeah. got all the right paperwork signed. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I get you. I think it's, yeah, it, it, you don't want it to be focusing on like the blame game, right? I yeah. Think we did, we, we had a, a gig out in uh, Lake Tahoe once that we sent, you know, our, our, what we needed for gear and like what we were bringing, what we had to rent. Cause obviously we had to rent a lot of stuff cause we were mm-hmm. flying out there and we're booking, we're looking at booking another similar looking gig. At booking. <laughs> we're looking at booking right now, a similar gig, um, somewhere else with the same, same person booking us so uh, it was funny I had totally forgot that this even happened but I was talking we have a group text with the band and we're going around with like what mm-hmm. do we need and whatever and the guitarist is like yeah they're gonna have monitors for us this time <laughs> and I totally forgot <laughs> the last time yeah they forgot to get to get us monitors so are and you gonna give them a rider so we yeah. we did mm-hmm. we did but they oh, just forgot. Oh, yeah so, but in in preparation for this gig I actually went back and found the emails with everything all of our our gear list in mm-hmm. it um and like to work from that to send it and there were monitors on it but I back then this was like yeah. two three years ago I never even looked to see 
if it was my like I was pretty sure that yeah. I had sent it but it's like you're okay we're here we're here we're walking in we're setting up it's we don't happening have, like, who, yeah. it doesn't matter like can we get them no all right what can we do to make this work and like, like I'll also add going back to something I lightly mentioned before we had someone who they did the show they did the performance the guy just never paid the second half he had paid the deposit yeah. but he never paid the second half yeah and at some point we just said like what are we going to do? Yeah. How are we going to enforce this contract mm-hmm. internationally with a guy who just won't even pick up the phone? Yeah. Like the answer to that was, well, we're not booking with him yeah. anymore yeah. to my understanding. Yeah. yeah. But you guys paid the artist. We had to pay them. Yeah. 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 We did because that's mm-hmm. just, you know, right. our relationship failing, whatever it mm-hmm. was. And mm-hmm. I, uh, what is it? Mick Jagger, who had the famous, <laughs> he'd put in his rider, a bowl of just green green M and M's for God. the Rolling Stones. Yeah, of course. So that, and it's not because they just wanted green M and M's, but they'd show up to and the dressing room and they'd look for the bowl of green M and M's, and if it wasn't there, they'd leave and say, "You didn't read our rider." Oh wow! And it was just like a test. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, it's interesting. I, it's just I feel like I feel like gear is is one thing i feel like payment is kind of another it's like, hard it's, it's the getting really them hard. to follow through yeah 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 that's tough but then um, you have on the other side of that i do want to call out like there are some really great oh yeah venues right that do a really great job and they do their and in defense and, also in yeah. defense of this booking agent like i don't know him or her and i don't know what he's or she is like doing but like he could be busting his ass like you guys gotta fucking pay us like yeah. he could yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll f- he could be doing a lot of work on yeah. his end yeah yeah, that we know never of. know right right we had one guy who was my favorite guy ever and he is uh no longer with us so r.i.p oh <laughs> i know oh really he, no did not this one this is different oh. this was a bar owner and um he was awesome and he hired us to play uh new year's eve one year this is you know back when i was playing way holidays. back during way the holiday playing back. years this was really seriously a long time ago and I remember there was a whole table of people with those annoying fucking New Year's Eve like horn things. The Vuvuzelas. They, <laughs> they only play one note, but they were trying to play. They were playing along to songs, like thinking it's like it's not a kazoo. Like it doesn't have different notes. Oh, like balloon You can man? just blow in it and it plays one note. But it was New Year's. That's This is, yeah, people. But at the end of the night, this guy was like, he he worked, you know, his shift, whatever, like not a shift. He owned the place, but like. <laughs> He worked, he had worked and people were pretty much filed out. He had like a couple, just the kind of the people that worked there and probably his close friends or whatever. And he's sitting at the bar and he's bombed. He was this like older Irish dude, like yeah. awesome guy. He's my and uncle. And he's like, how much did I, uh, how much did I say I was going to pay you? And like all of the like, you know, thoughts go through your head. Like, oh, I wish I was a <laughs> shitty person right now. Like, damn it. Why do I have to have morals? Like, so, you know, we told him however yeah. much. And he pulls a wad of cash out of his pocket and just starts peeling off like hundreds and twenties. And he like counts out however much he was going to pay us. And then he's like, you guys are really good here. And he like keeps giving, (gasps) handing us cash. And then like it stops. We're like, Oh, like thanks. And I mean, it's once in a while a place will throw you some extra some money extra, or tip you, tip, or like yeah, yeah fine. you go above and beyond, whatever. Like, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah. But he did it, and then he walked over to us as we were leaving and continued. He it was like uncomfortable because I it, felt what, like you he was a line. drunk, yeah. and it was like he like took you? off his watch. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> do you like <laughs> these pants? <laughs> They're from J C Penny. Oh my god! Right. It was a little, I don't even remember how much total he ended up giving us, but we, um, yeah, 
he was he was a good one so once in a while you get it's like you know everything in life hi doggy our, our co-host has something to um, say. Like, I gotta go potty. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it all it all comes out in the wash. I think, yeah, like, eventually, probably. So. I think yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. Um, speaking of only playing one note, <laughs> oh, do God. you know the story of Balloon Man? What is this? No, I bet you kind of like know of it. Okay. I bet you're like kind of aware. I'm very intrigued. Um. So years ago, when we went to a friend of ours, and I'll tell you which friend afterward, okay. but we went to like his family Christmas party kind okay. of thing, and it's someone, you know who it okay. is. Okay, okay. Oh, no. Um, and it was a very big event. It was okay. like a huge Italian like yeah. thing. I think it was Christmas, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And it was held like at a um, hotel. Oh, like a like a meeting room like yeah like, like a, a meeting room. like it was huge yeah. it was giant and they had like a bunch of kids and stuff and so they um like they had a bunch of events and they had tables and everything there was a lot of food and I remember I met this friend's grandfather at Aww. this thing who he's now deceased Aww. but he was hilarious um so anyway they had entertainment for the kids okay. and we called him balloon man <laughs> but basically <laughs> oh, no. what he did was like oh yeah it to this day like I cried thinking about balloon man constantly like and oh, they used no. to say it to me they'd be like oh yeah balloon man he's doing this or that I'm like balloon man because like it made me so sad <laughs> no but he was like a child's entertainer and what he did was he played so he like blew up balloon animals yeah and he made them into like shape and stuff he gave them to the kids and he did other stuff too i forget but he did like all kinds of kids entertainment and then he'd sing songs and they okay. were like christmas songs yeah because it was around christmas time mm-hmm. so he had a guitar and he'd sing frosty the snowman oh, no. oh yeah and so like <laughs> let's say he sang frosty the snowman he'd sing it and say it was in g he'd play g and he'd be like frosty the snowman and where it should transition to another chord he would just keep playing one chord i wish i had my guitar with me right now so i could give you an example and he just would only play the one chord and then he'd sing the whole thing then he'd do rudolph rudolph the red nose reindeer just one chord and i was like what so we were like what what is this guy's deal but it still made me so sad because i'm like this is this guy's job (laughs) (laughs) this is job so it did he only know one was it was everything like g like did he only know like a like g so like or were they in different keys no so let's then there's no excuse like not that there's an excuse to begin with but let's say um you know, Frosty the Snowman was in G. He played G. And let's yeah. say, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was in A. He, he just played, played different. A. So he knew more than he one He knew chord. more than one chord. Just like, he just, like, didn't want to transition between them. It's not... It You don't get to choose. No. But he did. He made his <laughs> I mean, choice. The kids didn't give do. a shit. I guess he was yeah, like, I can do the minimal amount of effort without really learning All of those kids are going to need so much therapy. Well, they probably are anyway. Uh, yeah. That's awful. I was very concerned about Balloon Man and what his oh. life was. Man, oh, I mean, like that's a life Balloon choice. Balloon man, that is a life choice. Yeah, he did it. He was that's... like, I'm going to be a child's entertainer, but I'm going to be like half good at it. Like, I wonder if there was someone there who was like a 
a balloon animal expert who was also like he didn't really make those balloon animals right did he either. half-ass that too like yeah. he did balloon animals but there was no air in the balloons <laughs> he was, it's he just was balloon up string animals <laughs> rubber strings yeah. ew uh. <laughs> that's what he chose that's in, i mean that's a gig they were like, like and his his artwork was derivative as well <laughs> man that was his gig anyway for years i was like really upset about what balloon man's <laughs> life was <laughs> i bet balloon man that motherfucker probably got paid on the night of his gig oh, too you know he did you know oh, that that man's God. grandfather handed him cash and was oh, like thanks for being here yeah and man. he didn't do shit here we are schmucks yeah. playing all the right chords and still having to wait What's that about? Oh, God. Balloon Man. Balloon Man. <laughs> oh. oh, I cried many a night thinking about Balloon Man. I bet. I think yeah. I might cry tonight. Yeah. Man. Interesting. Oh, here we cool. go. It's going to happen. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. They usually don't like motorcycles. They'll bark at motorcycles. Oh. Okay. <coughs> oh, man. Yeah. Hey, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to this week? <laughs> Um, so I am listening to, I'm always listening to, um, <laughs> an artist named Mark Broussard. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to bring him up this week because I just got tickets. He's coming, uh, back to Boston area in the spring and I just got tickets for Tom and I to go see him. We've seen him. He's one of the, those guys we like. We'll see him every time he's in town. It's like a requirement. Um, but he's he he looks oddly like a lot like Tom, like my husband. Mm. <laughs> they both have Grrr. like big, big red beards. And at one uh, of his shows, uh, Ken and Ari came with us, and they actually we actually like saw him and talked to him, met him, whatever. But um, we I had like gone almost outside and there was like a little coat room area and I think Tom had ha put his coat there so he went to go get it and Mark Broussard was just like hanging out there and then Ken and Ari came outside they're like hey uh Tom's like talking to Mark Broussard you might want to come back inside and I was like oh okay so I, and you we, accidentally went home the, with Mark Broussard because you didn't know which one was which the three, and this <laughs> is Mark Broussard yeah we haven't seen Tom in years and we didn't even know it oh shit the we the three of us walked back in and we just kind of looked like and we all looked at each other like is this weird because they were talking to each other and they were like dressed alike they had like the same hat on it, they had the same weird red like big red beard i don't know weird big it's red not beard. weird i don't know wow. why it's weird it's not weird is this uh <laughs> marriage counseling all of a sudden it's not weird it's beautiful and okay. i actually require it um as part of our marriage i do too <laughs> really yeah well it's yeah. not a big red beard yeah which is weird because he's irish yeah but no i like he yes. has made reference before to shaving a beard nope. and i'm like ah not allowed ah but you know what not i did allowed. tell him recently i was like you know what it's your face like, yeah did I, did I say it like this yeah. i was like it's your face <laughs> He's like, no, I'll yeah. Keep it. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So Mark Broussard, uh, other than looking like my husband and having a kick-ass beard, he's like uh, from Louisiana. He's like super soulful, and he does, um, he does like some cool like cover uh, albums, like soul cover albums. So in addition to having an awesome red beard and 
uh, looking like my husband. He's also an amazing singer, songwriter. And father. Um, <laughs> he is, actually. Yeah. He has songs about his kids and stuff. But yeah, he's got like a really Oh, cool... does he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was being yeah. facetious. No, no, he does. Um, <laughs> but he's from Louisiana. He's got a really like soulful, raspy, oh. like cool voice. He does like um, albums of soul, like old soul song covers, which are really cool. But then he also mm-hmm. writes his own stuff. So um, yeah, we're big, big fans and he's going to be heavily in my rotation now just because I am excited about that show, even nice. though it's a few months away. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Mark Broussard. What are, what are you listening to? Terry? Um, so I was listening to, and I hope I say his name right, because in this age <laughs> of the internet, sometimes we only read things yeah. and we never hear them said yeah. out loud. That's, that's right. Um, Rue Paines. Oh. He had a record out last year. Spell that. Quiet Man. Rue, R-O-O. Okay. P-A-N-E-S. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Rue Payne. Yeah. Um, And he had a record out last year called Quiet Man, and I've been listening to it, and it's so good. It's really, it's very chill. It's Mm. very, like, it reminds me of, it's kind of like The National meets Damien Rice. Like, his voice is a lot like The National to me. And it has that, like, there's a lot of female backup singing, which I love backup yeah. singers. Yeah. That's a big deal to me. My, God, I, I would love to just be. Be a um, backup yeah, singer. Forever. Yes. Oh, my God. Me, too. Yeah. If anyone's looking, we are for hire. Yes. If you guys want to hire us, we are here. That is also my, <laughs> like, the single place where I excel is, yeah. like, not being in the spotlight. Yeah. Being backup, knowing my part really well. Yeah. Solid, consistent. Yeah. Hire me. I, I love that. And I, I love like music. I don't know if Rupane's I love music li- too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Rupane's stuff is like this, but Ari and I talk a lot about like um, songs where the backups are like more fun to yes. sing along. Like Midnight to the Train to Georgia. To, like, to stuff the point like that, that sometimes you realize you don't know, know the, the words leaves. to the song. Yes. yes yeah. I like love the, that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I don't even, I've been listening to this song my whole life yeah. and I don't even know the lyrics because I've been singing the backup part yeah. the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel you on that. Yeah so, yeah. so he's really good and he has a few records um, before that too, but that's just the one I've been listening to recently. Someone recommended it and yeah, it's really nice. It's very chill and relaxing and cool. Yeah. So check that. him out. Cool. Definitely. All right, everyone. You know what we always say here on yes. Gig Tales Podcast. Yes. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. And if you don't like what you hear, tell an enemy. Bye. Keep gigging. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>